Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. Uh, we are at the Sunstroke House in Columbus, Mississippi. It's a house show. And uh, Say Hi is on a house tour show, uh, tour across the nation. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's, uh, I'm really excited to be back in Mississippi. Yeah, man. So this is not your first time at the Sunstroke. Uh, no, I was here uh, five years ago. Right on. Well, that says a lot to be invited back, man. Yeah. It's usually one and done. Oh, is it? <laughs> All right. I did it. Yeah. Uh, so just huge fan of your music. I, I found out about you through Jamie. Oh, thank you. And uh, man, Daily Burner. Um, songs about vampires, songs about robots, and just all the fun things man yeah. it really it really takes me to a place uh back when i was a kid and just oh. you know thinking about these fantastic things i i love it and that's kind of what i'm trying to do is just make everybody's life kid-like whenever i can right on tell me a little bit about growing up where are you from <clears throat> so i uh i grew up in a in a small town in southern california called los angeles you heard of it no, I mean, uh, the city of Angles, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then I, uh, I I went to school there as well, and then I moved to New York City for seven years. Um, and uh, and then I've been in Seattle since 2006. So how would music come into your life? Uh, so when I was a preteen and teenager, I was really, really into, like, the big hair metal bands like Motley Crue and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. And um just could not get enough of it and uh you know uh Appetite for Destruction was the first cassette I bought with my own money and uh um eventually grunge moved in and that struck a nerve as well and then I just started playing guitar and started writing songs. Right on, man. And so what about this moving from L.A. to New York and now Seattle? How did all that go? Was it work or school or a mixture? Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I went to visit New York uh, in May of 2000, and I had never been there before. Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love with the city. And so in July of 2000, I just moved there just to see what would happen. And yeah. it was a great place to spend most of my 20s and then um after i turned 30 i wanted something that was like a a bit of a slower pace um and uh the pacific northwest is kind of a part of the world that i, I would always go to on tour uh and i i really loved it so i decided to try it and um now i've been there for a while right home so uh, walk me back to, like, uh, they used to be called Say Hi to Your Mom. Yeah. Uh, how did all that begin? Was it always just you, one-man band? Or? Uh, it, it was, um, and I've had a bunch of different people um, come on tour with me. And um, on the first Vampire record, uh, a couple of my friends who were touring with me a lot uh, played on that record as well. Um, but for the most part, it's just been me and then I, I've just been touring by myself kind of since uh 2013 okay and how would the how would Undertow find you uh so Undertow um was founded by a guy named Bob um who manages the band Pedro the Lion and David Bazan um and I've known kind of known them for years and they started doing 
these house shows uh when when dave from pedro pedro the lion uh was in between record cycles but he needed to make a little extra money to pay his bills um and it ended up going so well that they started doing it for other bands and so when i kind of reached a point of uh not wanting to play in rock venues anymore i just called up bob and i was like hey bob you want to book some shows for me and the rest is history it's kind of been on ever since yeah what was a part of that transition like to get out of the bar and venue scene just to keep it on the house show was it just kind of more your speed totally totally my speed um i'm i'm a very lucky person the, the people who come to these shows are really really kind and respectful and enthusiastic and i show up to a strange city every day uh and a a bunch of smiling people come and they sing along to my songs and they buy merch and it's it's really exciting yeah that's that's a big part of it man like just from stories that i've heard about your house shows it's uh real big on like uh song requests and real big on sing-alongs and it's just a party right yeah well i don't know what you think of as a party i mean it's <laughs> it's it's still wholesome and and uh we have a good time but i try to make everybody happy right on so, uh, I mean, when you started, I mean, you mentioned uh, hair metal, uh, Appetite for Destruction, grunge. Like, how would you, like, pave your way for your sound as far as, like, some of the uh, scents and yeah. some of the backing things? How would you find your way on that? Um, I mean, I think inevitably, <clears throat> um, once you just have been doing it for a long time, like you, or I, I just you know stumbled on to i guess what they they called college rock back in the day which was then alternative which is just kind of like what everything is now um in terms of rock and i just started to get into you know all all the indie rock bands and mm -hmm. um i was a guitar player at first uh but over the years i've sort of tried to fake my way on on other instruments uh just so that I could get it on the record, and so I, I like to say that I'm 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 okay to decent at a lot of instruments, but I'm not I'm not perfect at anything. <laughs> right on. Uh, so how many how many albums are there now? You got to be hitting around ten. It's actually fourteen. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mean, like I said, it's it's a daily burner for me. I'm I'm spending time with you on the daily, and it's usually I've got my favorite songs from each record. And oh, it's, nice. It's a big playlist and. It's, I mean the, the the amount of work you have is it's prolific, man. So congratulations on that. Thanks. And it holds up like, not one album is like, you know I, I hold them all in the same value. You know it's it's a solid work all the way through. Well, I I appreciate that. Uh, I and you know I'm I'm a big giant per perfectionist, and even I can go back to some of the earlier records and be like, yeah. I'm still kind of proud of this. Still happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was some of the uh, What was the biggest lesson that you learned uh, during the pandemic? Uh, patience. I mean, everybody got really, really stressed, and I think that um, the world was kind of well on its way to a world in which there's really no middle class. There's just kind of you know rich people and the workers and i think a lot of the workers 
um, are really, really stressed out and people lost their patience a lot. And I just have needed to have many talks with myself to just be a more patient person about everything in life. And, um, yeah. Yes. I mean, you had a tour plan. The physical tour was yeah. uh, canceled, but you, you did pursue like zoom shows and yeah. still able to connect with the audience. Yeah. It's, it, it was, it was fun. Uh, so Bob, who I was talking about before, uh, when the pandemic happened and we, you know, at first we're like, well, let's just, you know, maybe we'll, we'll cancel the first few shows and then I'll just drive out to Denver or whatever. Yeah. And the pandemic should be done by then or the, yeah, we had yeah, no idea. Right. Yeah. And then we moved it to the fall. It was originally going to be in the spring and then it, it was pretty clear it was not going to happen. And so I, I kind of, as a joke, I think we were both like, what, you know, what if we just did this all on Zoom? And I was like, no, that won't work. Um, and I thought about it some more and we ended up doing it. And I really tried to make it really like an interactive thing. And it ended up being a lot of fun, uh, so much fun that I just wrapped up another round of them where I played every record from start to finish uh -huh. to people on Zoom. And when I was doing that Zoom tour, I actually had not planned uh, to do a real tour, but it, I ended up having so much fun. And there was a bunch of, I sold season tickets where people could just buy a single ticket for all the shows. And there was a bunch of people who came to all of them and everybody kind of got familiar with each other. And I finished them and I was like, I guess I got to go on tour. I got to keep the momentum up. And also... I'm going to forget all of the songs if I don't do this now. So here I am, and it's been fun. So uh, so far on the tour, what's it like been being back on the road? It's good. It's good. Um, my day is divided into many oddly distinct sections, and you know the bulk of it is like fighting truckers for lane space. <laughs> um, and then I show up, and there's nice people at the house who welcome me in and then I set up merch and, and then people start showing up and we all talk and hang out and then we play the show and then boom, it's done. And then I find my hotel, go to sleep, wake up, do it all over again tomorrow. Right on. And so is this a, a you got a show planned for each day or is it a day, a day apart or... <clears throat> Yeah, pretty much every day. There's a couple of days off that are like drive days um, when it's like just unfeasible to make it to the next city in mm -hmm. one day. Um, I'm, I'm, I will admit to you, I'm kind of a little bit nervous about tomorrow because I need to make it all the way to Dallas for a show tomorrow, and it's, it's long haul. It's yeah, it's it's a long haul, so I'm gonna get up really early and um, there's apparently a, a major heat wave happening in in texas and there's been some some uh some tornadoes and uh storms that i yeah, hit a couple hail. days ago yeah around here today um so fingers crossed i can make it everywhere yeah right on so while you're in the car um you like listening to podcasts or music or you mix it up what do you do while you're on the road uh i've been listening to a lot of audiobooks and then 
when my brain is fried and I can't really concentrate, I'll put on music. Um, but I try to be as hands-free as possible. And so um, I, music has been tough because I like to listen to a full album from start to finish, but sometimes I can't, I can't remember the name of the record I want to listen to to communicate that to Siri hands-free. Mm-hmm. So um, like today I was trying to think of the name of the, the second Black Sabbath record because I really wanted to listen to that and I could not remember the name of it. <laughs> oh, no. So sometimes she's, sometimes she's okay. Sometimes I could be like, hey, I don't want to say it because my phone will activate, but yeah. play, play me the second Black Sabbath record. Yeah. Help me out a little bit yeah. here. I can't think of the name of it, but yeah. you know what it is. Yeah. Uh, well, Tell me a little bit about the inspiration behind some of your songs. Like uh, one of my favorites is Laundry. Like, yeah. I, I listen to that one every day or Creatures of the Night. Like, yeah. where, where do some of these ideas come from? Literally, I just walk around my house with a guitar and I just try and think of fun stuff to write songs about. Laundry was from the first record, is from the first record. And uh, when I started this band, I was sort of confused or not confused but it it took me a second to decide what kind of band I wanted to start and what ended up happening was I decided that I wanted to start like a kind of a quirky indie rock band and I really wanted to not take myself too seriously and so I thought that writing a song writing a love song about doing your laundry in a laundromat would be a way to to get that started yeah sends Um, it man yeah <laughs> cool and when, like creatures of the night and when you start getting into vampires yeah. i guess you probably like me and have some kind of obsession with you know these types of beings yeah um i was a big fan of buffy the vampire slayer when it was on tv yeah and then one day in 2005 i was i i was trying to write some songs and i was like you know it'd be fun if i just tried to write a concept record of all about vampires and it was a lot of fun and and then i made the sequel to it in 2015 um and it's it's fun it's right fun. on well, eric i don't want to take up too much of your time i got three more questions yeah okay so uh question one is just for those listening if they wanted to connect with you website social media what's a good way to stay active with what you're doing yeah say hi to your mom.com is the website um and I sell I sell all of the the mail order stuff on there but if you order it now I won't send it till I get home from the tour um and then the social medias uh are pretty much just my name because say hi and say hi to your mom were taken when I signed up for Instagram and Twitter <laughs> so it's at Eric Elbogen um and those are good good ways to to stay in touch although I do I really do recommend if somebody wants to to be in the know, sign up for the email list on the website because, as you know, um, when we post stuff on social media, not everybody sees that stuff. Yeah, yeah, algorithms, everything yeah. else gets kind of lost in the mix. Boo. Yeah. So uh, question two is uh, uh, we've talked a little bit about influences. Of you mentioned Black Sabbath second album. Of <laughs> What would you say is your favorite band if you could if you could place it? Mm, that's that's a tough one. Um, or you can give me a few. I I mean, these days 
I think the band that resonates with me the most is the Rolling Stones. Like every time I put that on, I'm just like, this is, I can't get enough of this stuff. But the one band that I will always go see and I will always buy their records is Radiohead. Amen, dude. That's one <laughs> so, of my favorites. Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, question three, as you're traveling across the U.S., specifically like Mississippi, where we are so rich with uh, the blues and just yeah. the history of music, uh, as you're passing through these states and cities, do you kind of feel like just the earth or there's just something in the air to where it's inspiration just kind of hits you as you're moving through these places? Yeah. Um, what was it? What is it? Your your highway sign says the birthplace of American music mm-hmm. or music in America. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, it, it it's 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 cool. It's I'm, I've also been listening to this audiobook called The Dawn of Everything that coincidentally was talking about the prehistoric or these lands in prehistoric times and sort of the the rise and fall of different cities around mm-hmm. here even long before America or even the Europeans came over um and I thought it was I thought it was funny like they he mentioned or the book mentioned um what is now Georgia as I was driving through that and then later when I got into Alabama Mississippi he was talking about that as well and I was like oh this is uh, oh, he's riding with me- you. meant to meant to be yeah um it's cool it's a uh, it's 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 uh, it's interesting there's a big there's a big divide in our country now obviously mm-hmm. um and it's weird to be driving through with Washington plates and I'm like wondering what like people see my plates and and I I don't I don't always know if I should feel welcome by the people who are driving by me um if that makes sense it does um I do believe in southern hospitality though. yeah and it's it's real and like I said I'm really happy to be here um and this sunstroke house is is amazing and jamie's amazing um and you're amazing um so but i guess it's more you know on the highway i try to i try to be as respectful of a visitor as i can Mm -hmm. um because i don't or i guess i watch a lot of news and i know i know that there's a big divide and i don't i don't want to ruffle any feathers if that makes sense right on dude i don't you're down here to make music and like (laughs) i I think you know not everyone but most people when they see a van from a different state i think they assume that this is some kind of traveling act at at least i do yeah you know maybe maybe not everyone yeah i don't i guess some do but not everyone goes looking around for trouble you know yeah but I, I try to believe in the best. But like you said, I watch the news too, and it's just like it seems like everywhere you go, there's just something bad happening. Yeah. Um. It's good though to be optimistic and have faith in humanity. I think it's it's a necessary thing these days. Absolutely, and we need it. And I'm I'm so happy that we're we're coming out of this. I think music can begin to heal those divides, and now that the the world is kind of opening back up, and people continue to do the things that they used to do, I think. Maybe we can turn our televisions off and go start being humans and being more polite to one another. 
That would be great. And that's actually one of my favorite things about being on this tour is I'm not keeping up with the news and I'm just hanging out with people in foreign lands every day mm -hmm. and everybody's friendly and I'm a happy person. Right on. Well, I think I hear some people coming in and I bet they're anxious to see you. Eric, thank you so much for your time, brother. Yeah, thank you. All right.